Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So I'm Paul Huntington. Um, just spent the last 10 years at Preston North End. Loved every minute and uh, yeah, just seeing what's next really. Paul, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much Cheers, for thanks. having me in your your house. Uh, yeah. First time using the living room. Yeah, uh, front living room. Yeah, <laughs> not uh, not been in too long. So uh, yeah, at least it's getting put to some use. Yeah, um, it'd be a shame not to use it. It's a lovely place. But yeah, born in Carlisle, joined Newcastle. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, just through uh, playing uh, local league uh, boys clubs. Um, soccer schools really uh, and then being yeah asked if I wanted to join a boys club turned out we had a successful one sort of won a lot locally and county uh, cups and things like that and then obviously the more successful you are the more kind of scouts that, that come I remember there was Newcastle Sunderland kind of Blackburn Rangers it was all within an hour and a half like the, the radius at the time uh, I think the rules are still the same now until you get to a certain age and uh, yeah, the age of ten signed for Newcastle, and uh, yeah, came through the academy reserves, and then managed to break into the first team with a kind of a lot. It kind of happens, doesn't it? A lot of injuries, suspensions, yeah. and uh, took my chance, and really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, Newcastle, the club you supported as a kid, or uh, I mean, when I was younger, I went to watch Carlisle a lot with my dad. Obviously, being local from here, um, and then kind of when I went to Newcastle, kind of yeah, you go to their games after your youth team game or get free tickets and that becomes the, the team you yeah. look out for so um, kind of yeah just follow the team when people say who do you kind of support just wherever I've been wherever really like and yeah Preston uh, over the last 10 years as, as I said um, has you, you become more more like it means a bit more you become more like a, a, a fan, a fan in, yeah. in, in the way that you take it if it's not gone so well you take it maybe a bit more personal than you would normally yeah I suppose as well when you in an area for that length of time you get to know people and you make friends yeah and all that yeah that's it here. so yeah as I said earlier I mean this uh, Jack my friend he's coming up for me uh, my daughter's first birthday party this weekend so and I, and I could have uh, brought a lot more yeah you get to know people yeah. you know the area you know um, it's a big part of, I've said in interviews uh, with the club it's a big part of your life it's not just your career so um, yeah, I mean, as I said, loved loved my time there. Um, it's been a great home, uh, Preston, and um, yeah, look back, uh, or I'm sure I will, because as I said earlier to you, I mean, I, it probably hasn't quite sunk in until you're at yeah. your next club, and um, you know, you, you're playing that first game, and 
um, and your surroundings are a, a lot different uh, playing with different players getting to know different people and a lot of them at Preston I would count as friends that I've known for a long time and you build those relationships that you can dig each other out on the football pitch but then you mates off it yeah. so it's not anything personal yeah yeah. it never lasts in terms of when you're on the pitch once you've crossed that white line and come off that's it yeah you, you yeah. put it behind you yeah whereas maybe if you didn't know someone so well early on you'd be thinking oh, he, he's, he's digging me yeah. out you know it, it, it's just to get the best out of each other and I know I've had managers in my time at Preston that have done that and it's never anything other than professional and um, it's just to get a reaction and uh, yeah great group of lads there um, I know I've skipped a bit there from, from Newcastle but uh, yeah a special group which um, I've said to when I you know last game of the season you know don't lose the the spirit to, the togetherness and um, because that I think as we said earlier I think that takes you a long way yeah. um, and I think it's just the, the added sprinkle on top of flair of goals or of match winners that is probably needed to get us to well I keep saying those, to, to get us to the to the next level which yeah. has kind of been where we've, we've fell short but over my time yeah successful period and, and really enjoyed it yeah Going back to Newcastle then, you're involved in the squad for the Intertoto mm. Cup, you yeah. won the Jackie Kilburn Cup, which if I'm right is for Jackie like, Marlin, yeah. Yeah. rising stars and yeah. up and coming young players, yeah. uh, represented England at youth level, you're involved in the UEFA, in the UEFA Cup, mm. how do you look back on your time at Newcastle, like, even though you didn't sort of gone to make yeah hundreds of appearances no. it, it was still relatively a successful period yeah I had it? a really good upbringing like Premier League Academy facilities were great it wasn't sort of the times where you were, you were cleaning your own boots you weren't you had jobs in the academy to clean the canteen or to, to sweep the changing rooms each day before they'd need signed off by the academy manager so yeah you had a good I had a good um, upbringing uh, facilities were great had had the best of um coaching uh, really enjoyed my time there looking back hindsight um, having played nearly 20 games and being on the bench one season playing Europa League Premier League League Cup FA Cup should have stayed really um, Sam Allardyce came in at the time played a lot under Glenn Roder so he was my academy manager yeah. eventually he got the job as a caretaker didn't want it they kind of made him take it eventually he got sacked but gave a lot of the younger players an opportunity um, which I'll always be uh, grateful for unfortunately he's he's now not with us but um, he was a big influence uh, he, I think he saw a lot of himself in me yeah um, and he took a liking to me he always took the time whether that was the academy reserves first team um, football other matters um, gave me a good um, start really in my career and yes yeah, Sam Allardyce came in um, sort of said because at the time there was me my youth team was Andy Carroll, uh, there was a lad, uh, Tim Krull, uh, David Edgar, Matty Patterson, they were sort of in and around but at the time I was kind of the one that was playing the majority of the games and uh, Sam Allardyce came in yet, yeah, uh, left soon after really, didn't last that long, the fans didn't take to the football and the results weren't very good and uh, he didn't give a lot of the lads, the younger lads an opportunity that they were getting in the previous season. Um, played against his Bolton team the season before um, he, he'd done well with them but yeah he didn't last long and um, 
he sort of signed four or five defenders for five, six million quid each, centre backs, and at the time I was filling in a full back. As you kind of get eased into the team, it seemed to be a bit more of an easier position to is it an to fill in. Position? I, I wouldn't say so, but when you're younger, <laughs> you, you, it's probably not the centre of the pitch. So yeah, yeah. maybe not so much now. It, it like it's it's a lot more um, sort of up and down. But I, I would have James Milner on my side more times than not, and I would just back him up. Yeah. I wouldn't be overlapping, and he was great. He he was. I mean he's gone on to do great things obviously with his career but um, yeah he helped me out a lot he doubled up uh, and yeah as I said um, I moved on I chose to move on I still had two and a half three years left on my contract I just signed a new contract they got relegated the following year and then they kept a lot of the players like Kevin Nolan Joey Barton uh, and came straight back up Andy Carroll Tim Crow got the run of games that perhaps I would have got and then that made their name and then from then they didn't kind of look back but hindsight yeah rushed out really and left to go to Leeds um, had a few options it was deadline day hadn't known anything different really so it was a bit bit of a shock sat sat there on the Friday night came back to uh, my home in Carlisle and or near Carlisle and uh, yeah I was at a new club just drove into Newcastle training ground the Friday morning Not I played the reserve game at Sunderland yeah. Stadium Light the night before We'd won that, and there'd been scouts there from from various clubs. And I, before I knew it, that afternoon, I, I remember Steve Harper, who had the same agent, was saying, "If he spoke to to David, who uh, who was our agent, and and uh, I had no battery for some reason, and couldn't he couldn't get hold of me, so I, I was calling him, and I was driving down the A1, meeting my dad at Scotch Corner. At the time, there was there was Leeds, there was Hull, Phil Brown at Hull, there was Tony Pulis at Stoke. These clubs were all in the Championship, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was there was Tony Pulis at Stoke before actually Shaw cross signed, who went on to do very well, uh, and Sheffield Wednesday, Brian Laws, and and obviously Leeds. So uh, it was driving down the A1. Which one do I? Just talking through it with my dad, and and yeah, signed for Leeds, and uh, and had well two and a half, three three years there. Didn't first eighteen months went really well. Well, I was playing all the time, captain a little bit pre season. Um, yeah, Gary McAllister, Dennis Wise signed me, sorry, Gus Poyet was the assistant. Uh, and then he left to go to Newcastle, actually, like director of football, offered him a role halfway through the season. And then Gary McAllister came in with Steve Staunton. Um, and then, yeah, I was playing all the time, then got a few injuries, and then not sort of had injuries, really, groin operations, hernias, and slowed me up for a good six months to a year, really, just playing reserves. Um, I don't know, really. Just, I think... I don't know, maybe overuse yeah. from from the few years before that. At that age, I was playing a lot uh, and training a lot. I don't know, maybe yeah. I know Stephen Gerrard had similar issues, groins, hernias, things like that. Um, probably took me a couple of years to catch up from that. When Simon Grayson actually, uh, he was the one that. I mean, he preferred experienced centre halves. It was fine. They would do it. Um, lost the playoff semi final. Uh, we lost the playoff final my first year to Doncaster at Wembley. 1-0 of a set play and then second year played sort of half the season didn't sort of feature so much under Grayson lost the playoff semi-final that end of that season and then my third year I ended up going out and on to Stockport which to be honest was a bit of a low point really yeah. didn't enjoy it it was the bottom end of League One didn't show my best and it was just getting me back out there which in a positive turned it into going to Yeovil which yeah. was kind of a, a club that a lot of players have now gone on to used it as a as a, as a bounce bounce back like really. Luke, me Luke Ayling who's at Leeds uh, Stephen Henderson goalkeeper he's at Charlton now uh, 
Alex McCarthy, uh, Southampton, Stephen Colker, who was at Tottenham at yeah. the time, Ryan Mason, uh, had a lot of good, Ed Upson, who a lot of players uh, moved on to championship clubs or, or have gone on to do yeah. better. Um, and I had two good years there. Um, and then, yeah, on to... So I've kind of scooting over that without no, asking no, just, me over that, but I was the, just, the Stockport one. Yeah. Did you only sign a short-term deal? Was that all they offered you, or was that you just thinking, I just want to see how how things go? And yeah, it was kind of a shop window, really. I'd been on loan there, and I'd been recalled by Leeds, and I thought, well, I'd, the first loan spell had gone quite well. I'd won quite a few games, and I thought, well, maybe got a chance of, of showing I've been fit, and then it's in the same league. They were in League One. Um, but got recalled and and never really. I was involved in squads and stuff, but didn't didn't get a run of games, didn't play. And then eventually it was just like I think the manager at the time wanted me off the wage bill, having signed a decent contract from being at Newcastle. Um, and yeah, they offered me a six months deal, which kind of suited me. Put me in the shop window. They needed players. They were struggling in League One. But yeah, the, the way I felt about it, I haven't really spoke about it on. Uh, any podcasts uh, like this but the people that are close to me would know that I, I was pretty I wouldn't say depressed but I, I really wasn't enjoying my football I hated it in fact I, I probably had a few frank conversations with my dad at the time and yeah. close friends and Lindsay my wife that I, I actually thought about I don't want to do it any, anymore um, and this was at maybe 20, 22 I would say 23 and like it's still pretty it's quite, young yeah young really and um it just goes to show it can really get you down. I know yeah. um, I've seen Calvert-Lewin come out this week and say that he was really struggling with... And I remember that summer being out of contract and we went away on holiday, as you do, and um, in the off-season. And Lindsay said I was just a, night- a nightmare just to to deal with. And I, I didn't really know at the time, but I think it was a bit of anxiety yeah. uh, creeping in and felt like the world was coming in on top of me and just... Um, it wasn't anything to do with money it was just to do with I just hated football I yeah. was going in just thinking I just want to get home just don't want to be here yeah and then uh, kind of didn't have loads of offers I remember like Oldham Hartlepool Yeovil and it was like that summer and it was sort of um, July really they'd been back in a week or so and they want, They said I'd played against Terry Skivert and the manager um, with Leeds a few times and in League One and he, he said if you come and show you're able as we spoke about earlier, um, then um, there's an opportunity to sign for us and get your, get your career back on track. And I thought, well, yeah, I looked at, I don't know if Google Maps were a thing then on your phones, <laughs> but maybe on the the iPad or the laptop and thinking, yeah, that's a, that's a good yes. stint from down the M6 from up north. But um, What was it? Four or five hours? Five yeah, hours? I mean, you get, you get to Bristol and you think, yeah, you're nearly there, but you carry on going to Taunton. And then it's A-Roads for about forty minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes. So I won't tell you what I've done it in because <laughs> I don't know who's listening to this. But yeah, I would say like four and a half, five, five hours. Yeah, on a good run, you can maybe do it a bit, bit better. But I remember Christmas Day, I did it one day. And then we had a game postponed on Boxing Day and, I, and it was clear roads. Yeah. Um, more often than not, you'd hit roadworks at like Birmingham or something. But... I didn't really see it as a as a negative. The first year was great. Lindsay kind of packed a job and it came uh, for a week or two, and she was like cooking meals, and it was like seeing new new part of the country yeah. uh, of the country, um, new experience, and great. Just got back to expectation was totally different to like Leeds and Newcastle teams I've been at before. I mean Stockport was 
I just wanted to move on from that. Forget yeah. about it. Didn't enjoy. Didn't enjoy <clears> my period. Put it there. Behind you. Uh, yeah, and got back to playing. And in the first season, gave me captaincy, which we had quite a young squad. Yeah. And I was only 23, 24 at the time. Uh, yeah, 20, 23 joining, I think. Um, played 45 games a season. Um, second year struggled. Managed Terry Skibbon lost his job. Um, Gary Johnson came in and I struggled not with the football side of it played mid-table both seasons which was good for them for, yeah. for, for them as a club when you look at where they're at now I mean they, they, they overachieved the season I left actually I yeah. came to Preston and a few reminded me that they'd gone up but then they came down down and down again eventually to, um, to where they are now. and yeah I mean overachieved lost a lot of the better players um, but yeah lovely family club made, made me feel very welcome for someone a long way from home but you kind of have to invest and move it's all there. nothing and, and yeah so like a bit like now uh, I'll go into further on but I need to get fully motivated fully behind it and all in rather than being yeah. like oh it's a long way from home I don't know like, what, it wasn't like I had a lot of options then it was a case of right play the two years get get myself back out there get experience learn the game because until then you, you're playing dribs and drabs and you're at decent clubs and you're not going to play it all the time but um, it was a good grounding Terry Skivent was great to me still speak to him now um, and Nathan Jones was my assistant yeah. so I still speak to Nathan a lot uh, top coach I always I mean I speak well of Alex Neal but he, he's also of the same ilk like really uh, you know um top of his game coaching wise attention to detail top guy it, but his responsibility at that type of club would be like when I first joined put me in hotels yeah, so I'd be yeah. like Jonesy I need a hotel like for this week and he'd be like right I'll sort it so like not just think, an assistant manager and he was still playing then actually so I played right, with him yeah, a bit yeah. as well do you think that's helped him sort of become the manager he is yeah. doing that sort of more rounded role so yeah. to speak yeah I think like he's very good with people knows yeah. how to deal with people like um, day to day he, he actually before that I didn't know before I joined he took the women's team right. at Yeovil which was obviously his ex- first experience and then he was assistant manager and then it, it was no surprise to me when he left there to go to I think it was Brighton 23s or Charlton 23s and then he went to Brighton I think and was eventually first team coach or assistant to Oscar Garcia I want to say um, at Brighton Yeah, did well they got promoted to the, the Premier League and uh, not sure if that they were in the playoffs anyway. I think Crystal Palace beat them, but um, and then yeah, it was no surprise he had a few opportunities. I think to go to Plymouth and and, and Luton, and I mean his win ratio at Luton, League Two, League One. I know he went left to Stoke and it didn't work, but I don't think having spoken to Liam Lindsay and a few other lads that, have, that I know have played at Stoke, I don't think it mattered at the time who they weren't what, really yeah. going to get a number. It just wasn't going to work. They had a lot of players. It was getting the wage bill down. A lot of players that were on a lot of money, 50, 60 grand a week, didn't so much care. Yeah. Um, didn't want to be in the championship. And it was a bit of a transition. Didn't get the time, didn't work. But that happens in football. Like You get players that come to Preston that haven't yeah. worked. You get many that then move on and do well elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I can only say good things about Jonesy and, and Terry Skivert and the... Um, they had a really good relationship and they were quite young. In yeah. I mean, Alex was... was uh, I know he had good experience before he came to the club at, at Preston, Alex Neil, but um, quite they're quite relative with in terms of the way they they were and acted. Uh, with if that makes sense with the with the, yeah. the, the group, they, like, they weren't. They're not like a Roy Hodgson set. Yeah. Not that he's not in touch with like the modern day 
but the sessions and everything. You've got, you got more in common as well. You've got more things that you can relate to yeah. when you're a similar age. Yeah, so I mean, they they were quite young. Um, and then, yeah, Gary Johnson came in kind of the last six months of the season. But I was more, the second year, I struggled. We didn't have as many days off. I would come home on a Saturday night after a game, go back on the Sunday night. And which was all right if we were playing at a Rochdale or a Preston up north. Um, I can get a lift home, and then I would fly from get a lift to Newcastle, fly to Bristol, get yeah. picked up, and um, from someone at the club. And um, yeah, and uh, it it kind of became more of a struggle. Lindsay moved back home. She had some family that weren't uh, too uh, well in in their health, and um, and it became more hard seeing each other. And and also, I like to get home, and then the opportunity came up. Uh, I was on a free at 24-year-old. We played Preston. I actually got sent off against Wesley's, Graham, I say Wesley, uh, the gaffer, Graham Wesley's uh, team towards the end of that season. Uh, for a, I, I actually got fouled myself and it was more of a reaction to, I won the ball but kind of came through the side and they'd had a player sent off earlier in the game. I want to say Clark Carlisle, might have been Andy Proctor. Uh, and he'd only joined, I think, in that January, Graham, Graham Wesley, and uh, and yeah, I was up in that in that summer. They offered new new contract at Yeovil, but it it was the perfect fit. I always, like there was a few times where I drove, somehow ended up on like the M sixty one, driving back, maybe a diversion. And a few times, and you can see, I spoke to Dave Seddon about it before. You can see deep down, and I always think like we played them on a Friday night, and we lost four three. I think the first season, Phil Brown was in charge. Um, and it was a really open game. And always, it was on a Friday night, and I always remember. Obviously, I had quite a few family at the game, and uh, thinking like this would be perfect. Like, what a great club, what a great stadium, and the yeah. league one. Like, be perfect for me. And for getting home, um, met Graham Wesley that that summer. I think he had a couple of other options, Rotherham and Steve Evans, and a couple of other things. But I was going to say, what, what what must the other managers have been like if you thought? Yeah, well, no, it was more. It was more the, for Graham. Yeah, it was more the. Um, the, the opportunity that if it works great I'm, I was all invested he was it, so it was more like a job interview really I met him at the offices at Deepdale and then he rang me and he texted me and he'd want to deal with me with contract negotiations which I, I would say speak to my agent but it would be through me and he rang me I remember going to Barcelona with uh, with, with a with a teammate at the time uh, for a few days uh, a bit of a, a golfing trip and uh, he rang me when I was there um, and I think he was just checking that my character and I was ready to he signed a lot of captains didn't he yeah, yeah. and I think one good thing he, that, he made a point of that didn't he I think yeah. it was you Welshy yeah uh, obviously he had Lady Steve I mean Lady was kind of like Captain uh, Buchanan David Spaniard. Buchanan yeah. Uh, yeah so I mean one good thing that they did do was uh, at the time I mean there was a lot of Good players like Hume and uh, some some other names, but uh, the way they were dealt with, we didn't really have a lot to do with that. So I can't really. I mean, I don't think it was the right. I don't know enough about it to comment really. Uh, so I felt a bit for them, and then Hume eventually came back in, didn't he? Yeah. For for one for for a part under Grayson, but um, yeah, there was another group training at another gym, which we didn't see anything. It was a, a huge turnover of players, like twenty five in, 20, 20 out, or something like that, and. Um, yeah, it was all very new. Like, he, and he went through his on a, on a flip chart at Deepdale, and we spoke for hours. And he was like, "We're going to report at nine a.m., ten a.m. It'd be yoga, your gym gym sessions in the morning at eleven o'clock. You'd have your your lunch or your dinner, as we say up north, um, at twelve o'clock, half twelve. A working lunch, so we'd have a meeting, like yeah, soup yeah. and sandwiches, whatever. 
um, talk about what we're going to do in the week leading up to in the training, leading up to the game on the Saturday. Um, so it, it end up long days, and um, for the first three four months, it went really well. We were in and around the playoffs. We, we started off well, and then we ended up getting a lot of injuries. The form was poor, and come February March, I think, uh, I think yeah, I think the change was needed was yeah I, I mean I saw there was like banners at games and things like yeah. that and it just got a bit intense at the, at the end but I mean I was always grateful and I, I am grateful for the opportunity to play for a fantastic club and um, as I said I, I spoke to uh, I mean Graham texted me last week and I just thanked him for um, giving me the opportunity and, uh, start, and I said start that, the 10 year journey wasn't it yeah, Obviously, yeah, so you like, had no idea and he that. was the one that believed in me to bring me to the club so I'm like, no, like yeah you could sit here all day and sort of say stories about what uh, we did <laughs> we had us doing I mean yeah I, I, I could bore, I could bore you really maybe some people might want to hear it some not but um, yeah I mean like just things like if we got beat on a Saturday I mean We'd have the boxing coach in at Springfield and I'd be getting boxed my head off, head guard on, like gum shielding, like, and I'd be like walking off the pitch on a Saturday thinking, obviously you're, you're gutted anyway, and like, to make it I've got it coming again. Like Gary Johnson, his name was, and the same, same name as my, my old Yeovil manager, and I think sometimes it was like 2v1, but I think it was just to toughen me up. And like, well then I, I felt as though I played quite aggressive, I didn't feel as though, but that was his way, and like I, I bought into it. I just did like, you know, what he wanted. I tried to. You try to adapt, don't yeah. you? Different managers and stuff. And as I said, at the time, I uh, I bought into it, and I thought if this works, great. If not, I'll have a new manager, and I'll try and impress him. And then obviously the change was made, and we were on a bit of a downward spiral. We probably weren't going to go down or anything, but we were looking bottom half table, sliding down a little bit, and. We just needed a few results, and then Simon Grayson came in, and like lads are like, "Oh, did you have him at Leeds?" You know, and I'm think, and I'm saying to them, "Yeah, you're asking the wrong person because he got rid of me, and I'm thinking this is going to happen again." Yeah. And then he sort of, we won pretty much every game to the rest of the season. There was a good feel, but, a bit. It, it was kind of felt about not not that it was a bad feeling prior, but like kind of with Ryan Law now, like yeah, I yeah. mean, they kind of recovered the season, yeah. gave us a bit of. Excitement and the fans were, were all yeah all on board for next season and then the following I think with season Simon as well he'd come in and he he had that pedigree didn't he yeah getting so, out yeah. of the league one had, had so. the CV yeah Blackpool Leeds Huddersfield yeah. um, and then Preston and you think yeah like it's a good appointment uh, and he just got everyone back to enjoying it back to basics he was really good at getting good lads so in terms of at League One I mean. Less detail needed. We had we signed good names, good experience, good. We had a good set of a good squad of players. And if something went wrong on the pitch, a lot of the players could kind of try and solve it themselves. Yeah. Rather than in the championship, I think there's a lot more detail like now involved. Um. But yeah, we had a great group, and he just got smiles on faces. Snods yeah. was was really good. The assistant at getting people back to enjoying the football, relaxing. Um. Going for it, try, getting the first goal, especially in League One, scoring goals, yeah. not thinking like. And eventually, we became a bit more as we got into the championship, a bit more pragmatic. pragmatic yeah, and and it was, sometimes it was maybe a bit for you watching a bit boring. But as a defender, if we kept a clean sheet, that, that's down. yeah, I wasn't bothered nil nil. Yeah. I'm happy, like enjoy my takeaway on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? Um, takeaway but, choice. Uh, 
fish chips, uh, fish and chips or Chinese. Yeah. Uh, don't really. I, I like an Indian, but not very often. Yeah. It's probably a bit fatty. Uh, but yeah, um, could enjoy my weekend with a nil nil. But yeah, you, obviously you want to be win, win, winning games and. Um, that end of that season, yeah, I, as I said, had a, a feel good around the place. Next season, played the first thirty games. Thought, yeah, we're in the playoffs. Uh, we probably were looking for automatic, but it probably wasn't going to happen. I think we finished fourth or fifth. Lot, and then the last maybe fifteen games, I just kind of got left out. And I think he started playing Jack King or Clarky or Bailey right instead of me. And then I had a year on my contract that summer, lost to Rotherham in the playoffs, yeah. which really, for me, I, I mean, I definitely wasn't sat there thinking, that's a, ble- that's a blessing. Cause, but if they'd have gone up, he, he wasn't playing me in League One. I, mean, yeah, I played yeah. 30 games, but the last 15, wasn't involved. I remember sitting behind the bench at Rotherham away, pitch invasion and whatnot. Um, and then the start of the next, so in that summer, I remember being on the golf course back home with my friend. And uh, I spoke about it for a few other people at the club. And... Uh, I remember Snods rang me, uh, the assistant, and he was like, Hi, Hunt, I know you've got another year left, but we won't stand in your way if you want to explore other options. And I thought, well, and it hurt me at the time. It actually upset me, like, because it, I mean, it's never nice, is it? Like, no. I know I've left this summer, but I've had a good run at, at Press North End. Yeah, I'm not being told you're not wanted is never yeah, nice. No, it's not. And especially when you're like, you have played the majority of the season and uh, they haven't gone up, and you think, well, and I said, uh, Right, okay, so he says, well, we've had numerous clubs tram me a port bit of the likes. Teams, St Johnston, uh, I think Kilmarnock, St Johnston, teams like this, all of them, like League One teams, and I'm thinking, no, like, I want to be at this football club, I'll fight for my place and I'll show you pre-season. And I remember pre-season, that pre-season I came back, and I was never at the front of the running, I'm saying that before, like, you're not going to be as a centre-back, really. Um, You're in your groups and things like that. And I came back um, and I felt really good. And uh, and looked good, uh, and then it still took me till October to get injuries. I think Clarky and I think Clark Bailey was either ill or Clarky was ill, and, and the other one was injured. It was me and Jack King, and he had no other choice. I'd played Johnson's Paint, and we'd won every game. We'd played like League Two teams, um, played the odd bounce game. Just kept myself right with Tom Little, the fitness coach, yeah. and, and he he was great for me in that he'd keep me sharp. So we'd do extra footwork drills and sprints and things like that which helped me a lot um, eventually when I got back into the team at Gillingham on a Tuesday night we'd flown down 10 months out for the games was it? yeah I can't remember there was a few spells where there was there was months out but um, I remember the kit man got on the plane Walesy at the time and and he, and he got back off he get, he, he didn't like confined spaces yeah. so I remember like Jacko and um, and Johnny Sumner they must have like putting the kit out at Gillingham I think it's just, just things you remember and then, yeah, it wasn't a particularly great game, windy, wet, and uh, there wasn't, on a Tuesday night, there wasn't many of our fans there, but, um, yeah, managed to score, we won that 1-0, I remember sitting on that flight back, just like smiling to myself, thinking, right, got myself in here, um, and then the, sa- the Saturday, we played Fleetwood at home, and yeah. we went 2-0 down yeah. early, and I thought, here we go, <laughs> me and Jack King, like, looking at each other, like, right, this is me and you out the team, as soon as Clarkie and Burley are back. And then Garn scored a hat-trick second half, I think, yeah. and uh, we won 3-2, and then we went went to Leighton Orient, managed to score again, won 2-0 on the Tuesday night, and then we went 6-7 or seven unbeaten, uh, no, I think we went 6-7 or seven wins in a row, or unbeaten, I remember, I was speaking to Jack King about it, and he said as soon as we had a loss, he, he obviously still remembers it, I don't remember it, but he got taken out of the team, I stayed in, yeah. with either Clarkie or Bailey, 
usually Bailey and Clarkie play right back or we'd play the back three the I remember time. there was a there was a spell where I think Grayson tried to get all three of you in where he could yeah. and it would like yeah. you say it'd either be Clarkie or Bailey yeah. was at right yeah. back yeah and then we went the second the second oh, we were sort of fourth no we were third second most the second half of the season we were second weren't we MK yeah. were trying to catch us um, and the, we just had too many draws toward the end of the season Bristol City were the other one as well weren't they and we yeah, went Bristol there City, away yeah Bristol City we beat away we always we Rob, a great record Robbo scored then. and it was yeah. we won two we drew, we drew at home because I got knocked out of Fleetwood and I missed that game we drew 1-1 but we always we usually beat Bristol City yeah, but yeah, yeah they, they were champions and then yeah, we we just drew a few too many. I remember Port Vale; they got ridiculous penalty. Well, one was never a penalty. They got two penalties. Think well, she gave away a goal. <laughs> and it's like you sat there, it's two two, and it's like, and MK just kept winning and scoring goals. And I know Robbo, Callum Robinson spoke to Delhi Alley and a few of these boys from England youth, and like messaging him saying we're coming for you, we're coming for you. And it's like, um, and then at Colchester, yeah, we just didn't turn up and. Um, we just froze really I remember one being stood up to the back post for Baxter heading and Robbo got in the way and it was like just sat and then we we flown down and we kind of I don't know whose idea it was but the, the staff I think maybe the manager had organised like a party or something maybe yeah. back at Preston or down in London somewhere and we'd flown down and it was a bit premature really yeah. and looking back like I don't know whose idea it might not have been the manager it might have been the club at the time and um, we'd flown down and obviously took a big following they missed a penalty and you think, here we go, at Colchester, chance. chance, but we're still playing rubbish. A few of the lads were having a go at each other at half-time, which it's tense, isn't it? Like Pressure, isn't it? And, uh, and I think and then, that, that's and then, where you wean out the, the not the shirkers, because that in, yeah. in, intimates that they're perhaps not willing to make the effort, but yeah. it weans out those that don't fold under pressure. Yeah, um, and then... Yeah, their their fans. I remember after about twenty minutes, we didn't. They had play. to win to stay up, didn't they? Yeah, so they had to win, and and Colchester fans are singing three 0 to the MK Dons. <laughs> You're thinking, ah, they're bluffing, they're bluffing. Got in at half time, and someone like said, yeah, they're winning like four 0 yeah. I think they were playing Yeovil, who'd been relegated, so just yeah, playing yeah. kids or or the rubbish. I don't know. I think it was didn't my help. cousin's daughter's christening. I was at. Oh yeah, and we got we got into yeah. the church, and the vicar said like, no. I know there's a lot of p and fans in right, here today, right. so he said normally I'd, I'd ask that you turn your phones off, but he said that's obviously not going to happen, so just please keep them on silent right, if you're yeah. checking the score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like you say, like half-time, I'm looking at my phone, my dad sat behind me, he's like, what score is it? I was like, uh, I think were we nil-nil at half-time? It was nil-nil until about eight. I only but, found that like out. Say, M- MK were... Yeah, MK yeah but then it was nil-nil until about... I think the winning goal was about 84 minutes, yeah. so... Because I was thinking that it was early, and I felt as though we could play all day and not scored, which was we just froze. And then we, I remember getting the bus to the airport, which I think was maybe Norwich Airport, or um, we'd had a chat flight, and and the manager Simon Grayson at the time had a speech of two minutes, and at the time I was just looking out the window like you're right. I was upset, like you're just thinking this is never going to happen. Like it's all you want, you want the promotion yeah. and. Um, we've worked so hard and like I remember well enough thinking like he's saying right um, have your day off tomorrow uh, I don't want no sulking um, we're the first playoff game we've, we're playing on Thursday we've got Chesterfield away we turn this negative into a positive and we do it in the best way it's, it's trust me it's the best way to go up because he's obviously had yeah. 
which at the time you just think, yeah, yeah, like, you know. He's just paying lip service like, yeah, to so, it. Yeah, so at the time, yeah, you think that, but then you think, well, he has had, uh, you know, the promotion, so obviously you listen to it, respect what he's saying, and then we had the day off, and he said, when we come in, I think it was the Tuesday, we only had Tuesday, Wednesday before the Thursday night yeah. game, it was the first game on Sky. What did you do on your day off? Obviously, a game like that, there's so much pressure on it. Yeah. And then you're like, Shit, I've got one day yeah. to try and cheer myself up before yeah. I'm straight back in again. Yeah, it was hard. Like I, I, I can't remember exactly. I don't think I did a great deal. You're just recovering, aren't you? Yeah. You're resting a lot of the time. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I remember the Tuesday being really upbeat. The session was really fun. You don't do a lot on a so after a Saturday game, your Monday is often second. Call, they call it second day recovery, which is often you go out, you do a warm up. Um, you'll do boxes, possession, little passing drill, and then the lads that have started will go in, yeah. and the rest will train, do a full session because they need it for the, the fitness to tick over. So, um, and I remember it being like it was always enjoyable um, with under under grace and like the training. It was always like fun, yeah. uh, quite light-hearted, and I remember it being really like that. Um, and then the next day was a bit more focused, obviously leading light light shape work, small sided games, set plays, things like that, going into the Thursday night. Travelled on the day, just ground out a real defensive. I, I felt as though defensively it was a real, not a masterclass, but like um, they sold their their best striker and the Owen Doyle who then yeah. came to our place, and they had Sam Clukes up front who wasn't really a striker. Um, I think he's is he, he's gone to Swansea and Stoke, and he's played like on the wing. He's played yeah, like ten, yeah. Ten I mean, they had Jay O'Shea, they had Gary Roberts, they had like Derrick, they had a decent team. But I always felt as though we had a better team away from home. It was always going to be. Backs to the wall, yeah. they were going to come at us, and we ground it out. And Bex, uh, they lost the ball in a bad area, middle Scored of the pitch. Around, and I remember Derrick with the right back being fa- far too high, like as a winger, really. He was never getting back. And Bex, earlier on in that season, he came on loan to, from Bolton, hadn't he? Well, he, he was always on loan that yeah. season. And it took him like, I played it with Bex at, at Leeds, and he was very, I wouldn't say streaky, but like the first six, seven, eight games, he would go through and try and dink the keeper or something and try something ridiculous and you just think just put it in the net yeah. and it was like he isn't going to score this guy he's not got the confidence and then he scored one and then I think he got something like 20 goals and everything he just needed one chance um, almost like that flip to switch for him yeah and then it was just like he knew he was loved by Simon Grace and he had him at, at Leeds and they had a great relationship uh, and Bex only needed really one chance and, and I can't remember it might be DJ slipped him through slipped him through on Neil Kilkenny and, and he slopped and I think he dinked the keeper there actually and uh, second half yeah it was a bit of a non-event really they were coming at us we were defending scrapped it out really happy with that um, and then we played on the Sunday I think uh, quick, quite a quick turnaround uh, and then yeah I remember them having the first chance at Deepdale Sam Clucas went through it kind of ricocheted through bodies I think it went like off my shin off his shin and he went through and Sam, uh, Sam Johnson made a big save yeah at nil-nil and then I remember Bex uh, throwing just kind of swivelling hitting it and then we went 2-0 up and then it was like 3 that was just before half time yeah so I think did we go 2-0 up at half time I think so I can't remember when the second one was I remember the goal from our half yeah because it was just like 
everything you know and then well, I remember one it, of the moments on it where it felt like everything slowed down and their, their like, keeper got injured didn't he so they got yeah. they got, uh, they got Joe Murphy and who was on like holiday, an emergency load which happened it? at Luton this, this yeah, yeah. recently so it must was have been it uh, Matt strange. Ingram that Luton got in from yeah Hull. so like imagine being on your holiday and taking the I, I always thought so we always said test him test him yeah. and, and I, I'm sure I, maybe I've dreamt this up but I'm sure in the build up and the analysis and things like that so he comes off his line quite a lot I mean, Bex couldn't have hit that any better. And it was just like, I remember after the, I remember the the, the fans being, uh, waiting to come on the pitch. And yeah. obviously it's a big celebration. I remember coming in and, and there being like a crate of like Heineken or like Budweiser's and like, oh, the lads are like, because you've got a big weight and, it, and it's a bit of a relief. And we went out in Manchester that, that night or the next day for, I can't remember if it was an all day or, all that night and remember having a real good day and night and uh, and I remember thinking like we are like we're not celebrating but we're just enjoying the moment kind yeah. of thing real tight knit group so it's a weight off your shoulders though isn't it like because yeah. even though yeah there's pressure in the final to win it and get promoted there's pressure to get to the final as yeah, well yeah and I mean we've been reminded and I mean by the time at Wembley I mean I mentioned it after the, on the pitch we've playoff, been playoff hoodoo by any chance yeah, yeah playoff hoodoo so and I mean, I remember mentioning it on the interview on the pitch. So all the lads are celebrating, and me and Bex are doing. Obviously, I'm in score doing the interview with Sky and saying, you know, in the build-up, we were sick of hearing about it, which we were because there'd been was it ten games, and I was saying this group and this manager, like I weren't part of previous, so yeah. records are there to be broken. Um, but yeah, we enjoyed the moment, and then what I'm not a fan of. I mean, uh, speaking to Bailey Wright recently, who I, I'm, I'm close to and a great lad. And he, uh, it's a long wait until the final. I mean, if you if you ten days, you're doing quite well. If yeah. you the, the sum have been ten days, but we had the two weeks, and it's like you we had a couple of days off after that semi final, and then it's like you're in for a couple of days, off for a couple of days. It's just like takes forever. Drive it's like draining, yeah. Like and then we went down. We tried to keep it as normal as possible. We went down the day before we trained at Brentford, Brentford's training ground. Do you think? Um, do you think you'd learn not? you as in the players but the club in general had learned from what had happened at Colchester obviously the, that party had been organised yeah because yeah. I know nothing was organised no, after no, the player final was it it was just a bus back and, yeah. and the next Gary day we had families yeah, got a gathering at a Deepdale yeah. with player of the year and Trevor Hemmings and, and Peter Ridsdale and all your wives and your kids and everything and um, it was very like low key it was just off the cuff but um, yeah, no, no holidays plan. You see, teams go up now. I know some of them aren't doing anything. Uh, having sport to Bailey this this year, but because we only had four weeks off, really, we should have had three weeks. But it gave us four weeks because you got to the end of May. It's like right, you've had long enough. Just get yourselves away. Yeah. Have your night out. So, yeah, we just got the bus back. Um, after the game, <laughs> I just remember Snods with his tie around his head and his top off. Just dancing to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> he loved Elvis. Glyn's not Snod, so the assistant manager. It was brilliant. And like, I remember stopping off at the services and we stopped off at the same services so the families had a bus. Yeah. Um, or two buses. And just like, it was just brilliant and everyone was well oiled. I mean, I, I don't drink, but like, everyone was enjoying themselves and that bus journey home, I mean, it's brilliant. And then we didn't make it into Preston till about something like two or three in the morning so it was like it was late and I remember like all of us just walking into Beluga like only time I've been in like don't really go out that much especially not in Preston with our medals on and everyone like looking at us like either they didn't know who we were 
or they recognised us straight away and just swarmed as yeah. Preston fans. But most of them hadn't got back or were staying in London. As as you said, didn't have anything planned. I but stayed. Yeah. I stayed in London and ended up getting pissed at the bar with Joe Garner's mum. <laughs> she was in the same yeah. hotel, oh, right, okay. um, and the, she ended up giving me a, a shirt that they'd had printed with. Joe's face on it and just I want ginger hair too underneath. Oh, it. <laughs> she, like, it came up on my Facebook the other day, like your memory, however many years ago. And I just yeah. remember looking at it thinking, what a weird night that yeah, was. Yeah, uh, yeah, not uh, not the norm, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I put pictures on Instagram and LinkedIn recently, and the amount of fans and people that have commented like best day of my life. Well, like, yeah. I can't imagine what I mean. That was some day looking back now. It just goes so quick, yeah. too quick. Um, I can't imagine what, what when Preston do get to the championship playoff final because I'll be there like as a fan 100% yeah. I would love nothing more than them to get promoted and I would have given anything to be involved in that game for them to get promoted and I mean you class well that group was classed as legends for getting them out of that division but imagine getting to, to the, prom- the promised land yeah. yeah what everyone wants and what everyone kind of you get the mig taken out of you from Wigan from your Boltons from your Blackpools Blackburn because uh, they've all done yeah. it and it's like you've never done it in the modern era and it's what everyone wants but yeah going back to what you were saying there about um, having learned yeah I think we hadn't froze and we'd showed ourselves yeah we're back on this and we felt confident going into the final but they were they were all we played them in the in the league away and the keeper Fotheringham, who's at Chef U now, he bring he would bring the ball out to the halfway line, but they were they were very tippy tappy. Yeah. And we'd watch their semis. Was it? No, it was um, Mark. He was at Barrow last. Yeah, it wasn't Mark Robbins. No, it wasn't Robbins. Their manager. His last name. Uh, Mark Cooper. 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 Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's it. So we'd watch their semi final, which was mad. So did you remember it? It ended up six five on aggregate. Yeah. Five four. Yeah, so I remember thinking, these are there for the taking at yeah. the back. They play tippy-tappy. If we can get set up right, stay in our shape, not get dragged out too much, nick it, and nick the ball off them in good areas, slip people through, Becks. And we knew that Thompson, the centre-half, that he wasn't fit. He'd pull, come off with a hamstring yeah. centre-back, and he liked to go on mazy runs, and he was a quick player, uh, takes chances. And we knew he there was no chance, because their game was after hours, I think, so there was about 10 days wait for them. I think we had two weeks, but 10 days for them to recover. And a hamstring, you're doing oh, well. Right. To, yeah. yeah. So the very first ball, I can't, it might have been me. We said test him. So we put it in behind. Beck, Beck's race straight in behind. And you could see him wincing a little yeah. bit. We took a throw in. Then we got a free kick, put it in, and Beck's just barged him out of the way. And you could see he wasn't right. And then eventually I put it in 1 0 up. You think, oh, we're dreaming here. Brilliant. And then obviously. Well, she wins that tackle. I adjust my run. Michael Smith, who's a striker now at Rotherham, just left me. Yeah. Uh, I've arched round. And Galley, who supplied probably all nine of my goals, ten of my goals, whatever it was. And uh, I, I, I still maintain, I, I put it on my Instagram. I, like That was my goal at MK Don. So I, technically, I got nine. But I don't know if Garns or Robbo claimed that. But that was my header. It went straight in. <laughs> all three of us ran off. And like it was definitely me. No one touched it. And Rob was like this. I'm like this. You know, arms <laughs> out. Garn's the same. Um, so that would have been ten. But yeah, Galley. Galley probably provide, provided ninety five percent of my goals that season. Just put it on the plate, yeah. and it was like everything I seemed to hit uh, that season. Um, and 
yeah, managed to get the second, just kept running, don't know what I was doing, ran to the manager and all the lads taking the mix saying, what are you doing? A bit cringy, like, but Bex was doing that. Um, yeah, and so, he, and he said after the game, I think, and he was asked, I think, on Sky or... He's like, why, why are all the players like running to you? Know, oh, maybe they want new contracts because we all have a contract. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I always say it wasn't for that. I could have kept. Didn't, I could have kept. Did you jump on him as well? Oh, I think I just hugged, I hugged Kells. I hugged yeah. Alan Kelly and I hugged the manager and then Tom Little as well was there and I, I think I hugged him and then I could to be honest I could have kept running because all our fans were the other, yeah they were at the other end weren't they? So yeah. all our families were like to the to the I ran past the tunnel. And our staff were to the right, and like another se- section or two up. So I was kind of wanting to get to there, but I remember for the next minute or two just being out of breath, and I need to calm myself here. Um, and and it was then two, two nil up inside. Two nil. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, really. And I was glad because later on in the game, with you go out to warm up, and obviously the build up and everything, so humid, half the roof was shut, I think. Yeah. And it's so like it's just. Drains, it's yeah. like a green, greenhouse like, almost. Yeah, wasn't it? so like after about 70, 75 minutes, I got fouled and it was on my calf. And I remember getting cramped and like they were like, Do you want to come off? I was like, No chance. I'll just like limp through. Um, and it was just like the last half an hour, because we went through, I remember sitting there at half time thinking, So we had wet flannels, it was so hot, like passing them round. And like the manager saying, As you would, you know, right, brilliant, well done, fucking like, excellent without swearing oh you can swear yeah I'm not fast. fucking brilliant uh, make sure this isn't Lord of the Mare show like after yeah. half time you stay on it first 15 is key you don't let them come back in they're going to have a reaction get the next goal kill them off we'll, we'll nick it and we'll get through again we actually did and then uh, and you just kind of just sat there like yeah we're halfway here like, what are you on about like, 3-0 yeah 3-0 half time play our final nearly there just try to calm people down a bit like Keep your yeah, focus. In a league game, you'd be happy enough at yeah, like, half time. Never mind in a playoff final. Yeah, and their centre half had gone off. Yeah. I think he was captain, and it just seemed like we've got these. And then we went through a minute, two minutes up, like later, second half. Bex went through, missed it. And you're yeah. like, oh no. And you think, come on, just yeah, get that next goal. And then went through again. Gals, they, they had a, Gals tackled. Didn't and, they have a big chance in the first, no, second half? Yeah. Matt Smith. Wasn't no, no, it was first half that. I think that was at 2-0 or 1-0 yeah. ahead and it just went past the post. Just put it yeah. wide, didn't it? I think Bales just did enough or Clarky, mate. And then Woodsy really should have got booked early. Absolutely nailed uh, Nathan Byrne yeah. on the right wing who then was like very quick and dangerous and he whipped it in for Smith. But yeah, got a little bit of luck there. But I think you could say, I mean, once we got that fourth goal, I remember sprinting and the cameras there, I'm swearing in the camera, and they didn't bleep it out, which loads of people messaged me after saying, like, I'm saying, you fucking beauty, like, down the camera, like, yeah. And I'm thinking, surely they're not going to show that. Well, even when you watch it back now, it's Still always... There. So, it's always on in the, like, through the seat, like the classics. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've been, like, on holiday, I remember we went on honeymoon, I think it was, to the Maldives, and, like, this is the middle of nowhere, right? And it's on. <laughs> and I'm like saying to my missus, she's like, I've seen that a million times. I don't want to see that. And I'm sat there watching it and it showed, uh, like getting ready to go out. And uh, it showed me swearing down the camera. But um, yeah, just like a whirlwind. Half yeah, like, yeah, just random. Like, I just, I, it wasn't even Sky Sports. It was like one of these Dubai channels yeah. or something. It was just on. And I was like, how weird is that? But um, it was actually on uh, the other week when we played down in. 
London towards the end. Who do you play Fulham? Yeah. So Alex Neal was on, a bit awkward because I was the ex-manager. He was Norwich and Middlesbrough, and we were the day after, I think. Were we? Yeah, yeah. No, we were we were the day before because we they took us. Simon Grayson took us. The third, I think we went down. I think I can't. I think we just went down the day before, and we went to their game after we trained. We might have went down on Thursday. I can't remember. I think one or two days before went to Wickham, and we went to watch. So. I think before that, I think we went to look around the pitch changing room, so we won't. We weren't a bit in awe, yeah, and we didn't freeze. So we went on the Thursday, I think, when we got down there. So maybe we did do two nights at Sion Park Hotel, which I mean, it's lovely. All the Sky presenters stay there. Yeah, it's yeah. near Brentford. Yeah, I mean, Sunderland stayed there. So I always say like it's for winners, you know. Like I've texted Bailey <laughs> before he's final. I said the winners Wembley, a place, yeah. A place for winners, so like good luck and stuff. And obviously, he's uh, he stayed at they stayed at Sound Park, but uh, yeah, I remember going to have a look around with the team. The bus took us in, and uh, he said, Get all your pictures out your way now, the manager, yeah, because I've seen Swindon, uh, and they're all posting, We're at Wembley, we're not at Wembley, we're here to do a job, and that was kind of how we approached it. Um, we Keep just went. It professional yeah yeah so he said don't, I don't want to see anyone posting anything I want to focus on the game we're going to train at Brentford tomorrow and we, I remember we did the normal session and I'm sat on the bus we took penalties and I missed my penalty I thought I, I'm definitely 10 for 11 if this goes to penalties but I remember missing it I think it was against either Jamie Jones or uh, at the time or um, Stucky we didn't take him against Sam Johnston for some right, reason yeah, and yeah. like they, he read me and I think I just remember thinking going back to the hotel I hope it doesn't go to penalties <laughs> so that was why I was glad it went to like it was game over by 60-70 minutes because I was cramping I was just thinking and you see some of these going to extra time I would have been like mentally and physically just drained because it's not just the game it's the occasion the sort and the tickets the, yeah. the build up the interviews the you just want it so bad um, it's but, stuff like that as well that I think people don't consider because that mm. will have a mental impact on you. Yeah. Like, if you've got all your pals and your family, you're all like, oh, Paul, can you sort of some tickets? Yeah. Can you yeah. sort of this? Can you sort mm. of that? Yeah. You've got that to deal with, as well as you're like, right, I've been put forward for mm. three interviews, say, yeah. and then yeah. I've got training, I've got to focus on the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not your usual game, is it? You get four, five, six tickets at detail, and it's like, you can, usually not a problem, you can get as many as you want, um, but... Yeah, 30, 40, 50 tickets, and like you've got people wanting to come, and it's like, right. So I remember Simon Grayson saying, Trust me, from experience, sort your tickets today, like which was the Monday or the Tuesday before, yeah. like well before. And anyone else asks you, no, just tell them no, or just ignore it, focus on the game. So, um, and he was right, yeah. Um, it was just, un- it's unlike anything else, but yeah, the best way to go up, so maybe. Colchester, it was meant. It, it wasn't meant to be, and yeah. the playoffs was. But yeah, you, you, your holidays are cut down. Um, but yeah, just a whirlwind. I remember being stuck in the lift as well. <laughs> well, I say stuck, but with the manager with Simon Grayson coming down, and he was like asking me, "Did you score there?" It's just like it's like because we won. Just, just a bit like, you don't care. It's just like yeah, yeah, I scored. It's like jeez, uh, and we're going up to see our families and friends and. Um, just a special day, and it just went too quick. Everyone says soak it in, but it's just. You can't. And now you can't and then you like you go out in Preston on the night and uh, we have I think we had I don't know whether it was the next day or the fo- the day after that uh, we had the, the do which was just organised off the cuff right tell your families one o'clock tomorrow deep day we're going to have the, the, the player awards and things like that 
um, and which is really nice. And I just remember E Banks Blake being. Uh, Oh yeah, club shop. Was yeah, so he, 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 I mean, he'd enjoyed himself <laughs> for the two days solid. I don't even think. I think was he on the bench in the final? I can't remember. I can't, I, uh, I, him and Kyle Reed are the two that. I yeah, and I remember. Yeah. Was the club shop somewhere else? Did the club shop was the club it was shop on the opposite side? Yes. Of the car park, so it used to it? be the back of the offices, didn't yeah. it? And all I remember is the lads, and he he couldn't speak. And the lad said, I've just picked him up on the way and I've just parked up by the office and picked him up. He was asleep on the entrance <laughs> of the club shop. <laughs> That's my <laughs> lasting memory of Silver Newbanks Blake. Top guy, but he'd enjoyed himself. Uh, and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And he was just like, he kept talking to me at the awards do and like, I couldn't understand the word he said. Just hammered. Um, yeah. <laughs> someone else as well oh, and Jordan Hugo getting stitches yeah. for banging his medal on he yeah. even told you didn't yeah. he and his missus are going mad and he was like drunk and in his state and upset and that I was like mate just forget about it like you honestly a couple of days you'll be right like yeah. you just got promoted you've been you're at the Hartlepool two minutes ago so and then he got bought back didn't he to be yeah. involved I think on, on the bench but, I think, was um, that because Robbo had been recalled by Villa I, I thought that was like some people were saying it was like tactical. Did they have something to do with relationship with Cooper or something like that? Oh, I'm not or, sure. Or MK, I can't remember because he got recalled like before the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah. It was just weird. They, had, they ended his loan. I really. thought there was a reason for it. They probably were. I've not Because heard either anything. MK or Swindon had a connection with the with then. Villa. Yeah. And I can't remember the exact reason, but that was, that was what people were saying. Because then the summer after he went to Bristol City, then he, yeah, yeah. he came back to yeah. us in the January. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, like the best summer ever. Yeah. Four weeks just went like that. I, I was getting married four or five days later. Yeah. So and then we went on honeymoon. So like, what a day! I even mentioned in my speech, like Lindsay's mentions it now, like something about Sky Sports were interviewing me, and I was saying, what's what's the best? No, people ask me what what uh, something about what the best day of my life was and I say I, I told Sky Sports it was last Sunday <laughs> something like that I can't remember the exact words but it got a few chuckles and like Lindsay sat there like so and I'm saying no no like, I'm only joking I'm only joking but uh, like yeah unreal week best week of my life and uh, un- well until my little dog was born and then um, yeah it changes doesn't it but um, yeah and then that summer yeah championship Finished 11th, didn't we? Loved 11th. That was our comfort, wasn't oh, it? Top half, 11th. Yeah. yeah, we've done enough. We'll just fall away. We'll but that. It, it wasn't like flip-flops on. It seemed to happen season after season, didn't it? Still even, like, still even now. It's yeah, like, like people, the fa- I know the fans think that. It's like, oh, it's April. We'll just fade away. But like, no, it wasn't for the want to try it. We just seemed like worn out. And usually, as I said earlier, it was it was um, the, the lack, I always thought it was the lack of goals. Maybe I'm biased by saying it wasn't that as clean sheets, but we were usually tight especially yeah. the first two years we came up and then obviously we came in what will that have been set 2017 the summer the first day we came in for pre-season and I remember we had a meeting at Springfields in uh, the video room that they'd just newly constructed and uh, out the back and um, I remember Peter Ridsdale being stood there and thinking what's going on here what like I knew it was linked but I thought no chance he'll go there they're a basket case yeah. like oh, I didn't mean I don't mean it a bad way at the time they were. Yeah, I think and it, it proved was clear, to be, clear for everyone to see. Wasn't yeah, and I mean, time, I can understand. Bit of a poison chalice. Yeah, I thought that, but obviously, probably the money on, on offer and the contract. And he, I think as well, any any manager thought, is going to back themselves and think, 
I'll go to Sunderland yeah. and I can do a good job and if yeah. I'm the one to take them up like Alex Neal yeah. like, well no they were in the champ they, they'd come down from yeah. the Prem yeah they'd come down the Prem a big club he's probably been offered a, con- a big contract and you can see why like he, he'd have accepted it but I always remember sitting there thinking bloody hell and I remember Declan Rudd had signed and he'd signed him and Josh Harrop I think yeah. as well and then sat there like Sean Maguire and Kev O'Connor as well yeah all them lads were like Cheers! Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Signed thank, for the gaffer yeah, and off. yeah. First day, didn't even let us know. Like, but then I think some of them, who knows? Maybe weren't just the managers signing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, majority will have been, but like some, some uh, weren't. I don't think. But well, I think that's um, a, a conversation for another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think um, them lads. I remember them lads just sitting there. I remember Dex saying, "Oh, like good move, this in it." Like just taking the mix, like oh thanks, <laughs> just signed me and got off. Yeah, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, and then he's just done one. But um, yeah, and he said, and I mean, Snodds was still stood in the back, and he's, I think he sort of ushered him out and said, no, no, you, if you're gonna go with him. Oh, so then, Snodds was still at the training ground. Yeah, so Simon Grayson wasn't there. He'd gone to meet but him, but, was. but he was still there. And I think I can't remember if he, he was at the back. I don't know whether they ushered him out or just said, oh, like you just wait outside or whatever. And because it wasn't certain that he was going to go with him, right? I can't remember if he did. Did he? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, and he took Dusty Ian Miller as well. He was like doing a lot of the scouting and yeah. watching the games. Um, but yeah, just me being a bit shocking. Tomo took the sort of pre-season for like the first ten days, and it was a bit like it's weird. Um, and Nick Harrison came up from the youth team up at Springies, and um, then we went to we had the first pre-standard pre-season game, Bamber Bridge, and then. Alex Neal came in and I mean he totally I think transformed us into a more um, like rounded uh, tactically aware like we would ask questions he would tell us it, it intrigued us like we, we wanted to learn we wanted to get better whereas we hadn't previously had that we'd had information yeah. don't get us wrong we, we didn't go into games not knowing what we were doing we did but not it was to just level different. no not to that level and for me that like I, I just got totally on board with it, and I was a big part of. Um, he he picked me a lot, made me captain, and uh, I, I enjoyed the responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and he always said to me like, when I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and he congratulated me for the ten years and wished me well, whatever, and um, sent me a nice message. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed working with him, uh, and he always said to me that I led by example I wasn't really a, a, a shouter and a screamer although I do talk a lot on the yeah, pitch yeah. and I point people and like try and organise and things it was more that I left it all on the pitch That and since he said that I've remembered it and I, and I said that in the reply that the message I've always took that on board and yeah. pr- like prided myself on trying to be a good example to whether it's my players or even. my teammates or my mates not just on the pitch off the pitch uh, and that stuck with me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, a top coach, which I knew he'd have success at Sunderland. I was surprised he went to the level, to be honest. Yeah, like I can only say good things. I was speaking well about Nathan Jones before, but I, I would say, I mean, he for me, he's he's had more success than him. I mean, promotions. He's had the three now. Um, I sent him a message to say congratulations. Another one on the CV because he had the hammer in the Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got close with us a couple of times. Two, I mean, there. two points or one point was it? Yeah, that first right. season when and, we finished seventh. And just a good guy. I mean, I went to him with problems out of football, yeah. uh, and he was the first to say, "Yeah, I can help," or he could relate to it because yeah. he'd had similar things in his family or whatever. And um, 
But yeah, someone I'll, I'll keep in touch with. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I learnt a lot, of, and uh, he got me playing the best football that seventeen eighteen season when we missed out on the last day of playoffs. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, that was that was me, and that was my best season today. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, still hopeful of more successful times. Don't get me wrong, but um, I, I people always say, "Oh, what would be your?" favourite memory and people think oh initially you think I'll Wembley that question up yeah you think you'd think Wembley but I, I, I say the seven years championship that we've had since yeah uh, although I didn't play so much the fact uh, that we've come season. up and stabilised yeah, yeah and we stabilised and people say well we should kick on we should kick on but the ownership model we've got I think there's not many teams run without a debt it's run very well um, and I think it's in the right hands but and I think recently having the the guy coming to the club and um, wanting to buy the the, the club, uh, the American, yeah, um, and he's now moved on to Derby. I, I mean, they didn't feel that was right anyway. So I don't think that I think it's in the right hands in the sense that they wouldn't just sell it because someone offers the money if it's yeah. the right fit. Got to be the right. Yeah. So I don't think they were set on that anyway. Yeah. I think they agreed a number and then he changed. The yeah. So things things changed, but just just stick a pin in all that for now. One yeah. thing that we've not talked about yeah. going back a little bit is this the, the Blackpool game oh okay um, I thought you were going to ask me me five a side team that I've had a heads up about oh no not yet no. not yet um, yeah the Blackpool game under Simon yeah yeah. talk to me about um, it I remember just sitting there like um, I stayed down that night after the game and uh, it was like a Monday night wasn't it 2013 yeah. on Sky and I, I, as a player like I, I've tried to tell new lads about it which they still talk. When I was talking to a few of the lads when we went out end of season doing Manchester, like and all day, they, they, I remember talking to Whitey and like Brownie and just saying like they, they were saying that was the highlight of their season. because it is like you don't know until you've you've won Finished. it and and like yeah, it, it's over with because it's unlike any other game. Yeah. But like new lads will come in and be like, I've played in loads of bigger games than this. Like, I have played in derbies. I've done this. I've done. That. I said like this. Like this is the biggest game for for this football club. Like if you win this, and I said to. Cam, like if you like get yourself a goal in this, you'll be able to, you'll go down as a legend. Like yeah. you think I'm joking, but like people will talk about it for years. Oh, um, it yeah, it happened. So um, I don't know if that sign's real if it, on the on the motorway. Yeah, is, it, is, that, is that real? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Clark. Yeah, I always wondered. I've never seen it, but it's yeah, out. is it at Lancaster? Pitch, yeah, I think, I think it is. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've had a look out, but I've never, never seen it. But um. Yeah, pitch invasion. I remember Paul Ince like walking off with Tom Ince, like his arm round him, and like the people were trying to get at them, and um, just mental. I remember sat there. That's what I was getting onto in my flat uh, down in Chorley, and just being like, "Wow!" And I was like, and I didn't sleep. I was just like buzzing. I couldn't believe it. Lost me too. Still yeah, got false teeth now. So like we've gone to celebrate Clarky last minute winner buzzing like the, the stadium. The noise is different, isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. Like when when we when we score against Blackpool. <laughs> It's different. It's another level. It is another level. And obviously, we were League One, they were Championship. It was like, it hadn't happened for a long time. A bit like this season, really. Yeah. Hadn't, we'd missed each other. We'd gone up. They'd been on a down. I think, spiral. as well, for us, the fact that we were League One and they were Championship. Yeah, I know it's, it's not like to prove, yeah. Prem or anything like no. that level, but. No. Um, and, yeah, and then it was. Yeah, late last minute winner. We've gone to celebrate. I've jumped on Clarkey. Um, and I think it was Welshy, you know, like you're all in a in a huddle and like you're all like close, like yeah. kissing each other, whatever you do, hugging each other. And someone like a couple of people have piled on top. My head's gone in the back of someone, and all I've seen is all like all I've felt is like 
and the crowd's going obviously wild, Invincibles near the tunnel, that, that corner, and I've just gone to the steward, find me two, and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, what? what are you on about? And I'm like, you can't hear it, I'm going, me too, I'm pointing, <laughs> I've got, I've lost me too, and like, me, my middle one was like dinted back as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I just need to get through these few minutes and get this game won. And, so did uh, it snap or did it just come so, out clean? So, so, yeah, it came out clean. It was on the floor. So they found it after the game on like, you know, the 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 concrete around yeah, the pitch yeah. and uh, by the hoardings and they'd found it. But when I took it to the dentist, they couldn't put it back in because it was shot, all the whatever's attaching yeah, yeah. attached to the gum and stuff. So I've still got a false one. Now I remember... Like it took like a couple of years to finally get it sorted because yeah. it came out again. I remember clashing heads with Garns about a year later when he was at Carlisle, and it came out then. It was quite an often thing then, um, and that, my front two now are just glued behind. That's all. Yeah. So they said just get a temporary one until you finish playing, and then we can get an implant. Because if you get an implant and you get another whack on it, um, you need uh, you need your jaw like wired and stuff. You need to you get your jaw so. They said, yeah, don't do that until you finish. Yeah. So I'm, I've got rubbish teeth, but it was worth it. <laughs> but yeah, just um, pitch invasion madness. Yeah, just. What I mean, was the prep like for that game with Simon? Was it any different I to any other game? No, or? I don't think so. I remember him just saying, like, every time we had a derby, like most managers, you, you would mention it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like saying, it's bragging rights. Like, make sure. Because we have, overall, I would say, in the main, a good record in the derbies. Yeah. your Blackburns. Apart from the one where we had man sent off and COVID, no fans. Um, like, Black well, Bear, I, that was that was going to be my next question. Was I know Alex? Um, I'll probably get chastised for saying his name because there's some fans that mm. just don't like him. Right. Um, but I think one, a few things that you can't take away from him. He improved players. Yeah, he improved. I would say us as a as a group of players, as a squad, as a club, mm, definitely, and. His record in derby games, yeah, no. like, like you said, Blackburn, Bolton, uh, to a lesser extent Wigan. I know it's not a derby, but it's yeah. their local side. Yeah. Um, what What was it? Do you think about Alex and his prep that got the lads up for those games? Uh, I think just it was a total new way of thinking. I think he his attention to detail and he he like. In the last year or two, you could maybe say, oh, well, it, it was maybe too much focus. Like, some people said it was too much focused on them. But for me, and, like, the majority of lads, I would say you would want to know what you're coming up against yeah. and know exactly to, to the T, which we did by the third and fourth year. And um, everyone bought into it. Like, you knew... The front lads knew where they were pressing. They knew, and it would vary game to game. He would change the team on, on who we were playing. And he was flexible like that, not just... I enjoyed the four three three. Like I'll be honest, like people say, oh, we didn't score that many, but like I preferred a back four. A lot of teams are going to back three now. Yeah. Um, whereas I would only really play in the middle of the three. But a back four playing with Dave or or playing whoever played on the left a bit, I prefer the right, uh, which we spoke about, and he tried to get me on the right more more so than um, not. But um, yeah, I think I texted him when he left and I said, "Wish you well and thanks for everything." And I, I think we can say it's, it was a successful time. Yeah. Um, I know it. Some some players were sold, but that, that's football, and and we would have liked to have replaced them with like for like the same amount of figures. But that's not the club that we are, or to this point, or in the last ten years we are. And I know that he he'll be frustrated by that because I feel as though because we got so close on a couple of occasions. 
Um, well, he took, us, well we took us top to the league, didn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. And that gets that gets overlooked quite often. Like, Northampton hadn't been budget, top of the yeah. league since so, I think Paul Simpson when he was in charge, right, just right. after Billy Davis, right, okay. what, 2009, 2010, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul Simpson took us to the top of the league around Christmas. Yeah. And then we ended up just missing out on the playoffs, but. You know, I like to say, club of our size with our budget, mm. to be able to say, got to the top of the championship yeah. for the first time in yeah, yeah. a decade. Yeah, with a young group of players. I mean, yeah. I, I was probably one of the eldest like, statesmen, but we were, we were just fearless. Like, he, he instilled that. Like, we were coming up against your Fulhams, your teams like, like uh, not Newcastle under him, but like your Wolves, and like taking the game right yeah. to them. Like, we weren't conservative. Like, we were pragmatic in previous years before that. And like, yeah, we maybe be like, oh, we don't want to lose, or you know, we we don't we we'll take a draw, or take a point. It's yeah. a good result in this league. No, he like he set out to win every game. Which I remember I was, Hull away when yeah. he brought. I don't know if he brought Daryl Hogan or yeah. Callum Robinson off yeah. the bench. Yeah, I've spoken about that. For the yeah, I spoke about that game being probably my for, for, on a personal level. He like well, you obviously remember it. We scored late on, didn't we? Yeah. Probably my best game, I would say, yeah. for Preston. Like, in just in terms of, not so much first half, I just remember second half, every header, I brought things down on my chest. Every pass I kept, I, my clearances were on point. Um, everything, for me, I walked off that pitch feeling like 10 feet tall. We had yeah. loads of fans. I think we talked about 2,000, there was an offer on. It was a midweek game. Yeah. Getting the bus back, and obviously we had Peters on the bus. I always sat with Dave, or probably my me, me closest friend there. I still speak to him now, and... Just being like we're flying, aren't we? Like I know we didn't like. Just it was a good feel, good feeling, and uh, I think that was the same with the fans as well at the time. In and around sixth, like yeah, fifth, seventh, like it. Uh, it's something that stuck to me about Alex. though, was I remember him saying like, if I would rather go for a win, and lose yeah, it. He always says that than yeah. trying yeah. to get one point because in, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, one point or no points. If you can try and get all three, then do that. Yeah, definitely. I think he he always used to call it busting the game up and I can hear him saying it in his accent now so I don't know if you'll listen to this but um, yeah like I'm going to bust the game up and he just do it and yeah. he was like shit or bust but majority of the time yeah for, for us like it did work yeah. um, I mean we had them two seasons like say one we, we topped the league and the other one where we uh, we missed out on the playoffs last, last day they're the two that I remember the other two were decent seasons but felt as though they could have been improved I think by, with that as well you got to remember Covid happened I know before COVID we were we were struggling anyway in that yeah. run from Christmas to yeah when or probably before Christmas to be fair but yeah and then you come back after COVID it's a short pre-season yeah he's not really had the signings that no, he probably it was wanted I mean yeah it was strange times wasn't it we we saw, obviously we saw Greg John Hugill went Callum Robinson um, and Ben Davis yeah. sold as well so. Um, ben Pearson left as well. I mean, for me, like if you keep them and you add to it, then. But as I say, it is what it is. Um, we're now on to a new, new stage, and um, I mean, there seems to be a good buzz around the place. Yeah. And yeah, I'll be interested to see how Sunderland get on next season. And um, but yeah, I wish Alex all the best because he, as I say, was great for me, not just on a footballing uh, basis, on a personal yeah, basis yeah. because I learned a lot of him tactically uh, in the build up to games I, I don't think I'm like eventually I'll go into coaching but I learned a lot of him, off him how to deal with people and I think I, as well what he did for for us versus when Simon was here 
off the ball we were completely different yeah I felt as though it's funny you said I felt as though that first season we were better without the ball yeah and he said when he come in um, he said you don't have a lot of the ball and he, I think he said he didn't know a lot about the players because he just played against us but not really paid that much attention yeah. whereas he knows a lot of players now because of his experience but like and he was probably Premier League with Norwich or whatever not particularly paying that much attention to the Championship or as much Um but yeah, that first season he said, you're not going to have more of the ball. And we were all like, yeah, yeah. But the way it turned out that first season, we were set up to press. As soon as someone played, the amount of goals we nicked it back and scored, yeah. um, we probably preferred it out of possession. But we had a good balance of, I think of, we had Jordan Hugel who we could drop it into from the keeper into his chest. He would pin it, set it off and we would get up the pitch or we could, we could play out as well. Yeah. So they would drop off thinking we're going to do that and then we would play and we'd get Piro on the ball or Dave or who were brilliant at starting attacks yeah, yeah. like even Greg like give Greg had starting attack down the wing and overlap and um, we had some really good galley really good footballers um, that you could give the ball to do your job um, and get, just get the ball to them get the ball yeah. to them short passes just lend it don't try and play million dollar passes when they're, they're, yeah, they're, they'll start the attacks and we'll get up the pitch but yeah. as I say we had a good balance of mixing it up and, and I think you need that I think you need to be able to adapt and yeah Obviously, Alex left in the end, and Frankie came in. How how different was that, or was it not that different? And perhaps that, in the end, was one of the reasons that it didn't work out. Um, I'd say, yeah, a lot of it was was similar. Obviously, he, uh, Frankie had worked a lot with Alex Neil uh, over the years at various clubs, yeah. and uh, a lot of it was the same. But the initial uplift of the the end of the season did did work. Um, Do you think that was just results like- wise? Things were relaxed a little bit more. Uh, I think, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, things were relaxed. I think people maybe um, were let, were able to do what they wanted, uh, which hasn't kind of what we were about. We were, um, we were tight knit, but we all knew we were all on the same page. We were all um, get, you know, get away. You wouldn't get away with things. You wouldn't yeah. Like, um, whereas. Yeah, I mean, initially it worked. Um, obviously, full time, uh, I was kind of off at the start of last season with iron uh, deficiency, which I didn't know at the time, but I'd kind of been feeling un uh, unwell or not right, just out of breath, and I couldn't recover in games yeah. from January last January really, and I, I sort of, um, I sort of um, felt yeah not right, but I just thought I said to you earlier, I thought it was me getting older or have my legs gone or what but yeah. it isn't at all because I've got them back since I've sorted that out but I was anemic I found out which took us a while to do the um, uh, the, the, the blood tests and things like that um, so um, was that something that you just felt off and just decided to get like the test done and, and find answers to your questions or was it someone saying it was do you know what it was it it was pre-season and Tom Little having worked with him for 9 out of the 10 years I've been there knows that the group that I'm in I'm not at the front but I can keep up and I was miles behind and it was like right and I just felt shattered all the time Um, and he was like um, him and Jacko the physio I think they mentioned it to the doc and I felt like I just couldn't get there. I wanted to get there, but apparently it's like training at altitude. Right. So it's like 10 times harder than what it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, 
yeah, when I got that sorted, which took tablets, which took um, changing my diet to more red meat, more um, spinach, more like dried fruit, things yeah. like that, um, more chickpeas, random foods, and then I felt like miles better. Yeah, right. I feel so like so strong and fit again now, which. I probably should have felt like that, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't know why, and I felt as though um, I didn't. I didn't come put my finger on it. As I said, I just thought I was feeling old, and I felt as though towards the end on the rally, cause I, I didn't do myself justice. And that, and I remember a few video meetings where he's had a go at me, and he's well within his rights, and I just couldn't get back. I've made a tackle or something, and I'm jogging back, and yeah. it's like it's not me jogging. That's me because of Trying. this iron iron problem. But it took me, yeah, so July, I did the first week and my little girl, uh, uh, Dolly, had just been born premature by a month and they just thought, oh, he, he's tired because she's been in special care for yeah, four yeah. weeks and in I the can, hospital at home. I feel you. Yeah, 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 exactly. the same yeah, position yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah, we were talking about that earlier, <laughs> weren't we? So, um, and they just thought, oh, he hasn't had much time to do off-season work. He'll catch up. But it wasn't that. So eventually, I got my bloods done, and the doctor at the club, Doc uh, Dominic, who has known me for years, was like, "Yeah." He rang me. He was like, "Oh my god! Like, yeah, your anemic level is like eighty, and you need to stop what you're doing right away for a full like month and or a full three weeks. And then after that three weeks, we'll get your bloods done or uh, taken again, and then you need to do fifty percent of your maximum heart rate. So for a month." So was that just three weeks of rest? Yeah, so I think the first, I, I didn't, I, I ended up doing a light jog because I said to him, can I do it? And he says, as long as it's really low, yeah. So I did, I went, I was, so they went to Scotland and yeah. I was just back here at home and going to the local village um, cricket club and just doing a 30 minute, which kind of kept me a bit sane. I wasn't yeah, doing yeah. much, but it was slow. But uh, I had three weeks of doing that and then I got my blood taken again and it was improving with the, with the tablets daily, three tablets a day and changing my diet. Because I never ate red meat. I always used to see it as a, a negative. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom Little, I always used to say, don't have too much of it because it's not good for you. Um, but now I have it once or twice a week yeah. because I need it. So, um, but but yeah, and then I had another three weeks of 50% max heart rate, another three weeks of 75% heart rate, and then three weeks fitness, and then dropped back into training. But that was like three months in the season, July, August, September. So it was October before I was fit and playing reserve yeah. games. So that probably didn't help. Not that I would have, I might not have been selected anyway, but um, the team was doing okay. Um, can't remember when we made the change of manager. But yeah, I felt as though in the reserve games I was showing up well. You're only playing against 23s, the odd first yeah. team player. Sometimes they come with um, strong teams, um, which can benefit you, but it's really just for the fitness. Uh, I enjoyed helping the young players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that um, there might have been a 1%. Um, chance going forward at that stage or 5% chance of me signing another year helping the younger players doing what I've done but then really is that going to help my career and by the end of the season I kind of knew when I was meeting the manager and um, speaking to him that there, there probably wasn't going to be an offer and I wasn't going in expecting anything yeah. so if there was it was a bonus and obviously getting the numbers down from he was saying to me this a squad of 35 pros when you came in it's kind of unknown really I mean 31st team players anyway a lot of them younger pros but um, getting them numbers down to 22, 23, 24 and I, I, I understand like I'm not bitter I don't hold no grudges I spoke I said that in my interviews with the club after the last game and 
Um, that's football. I've got a lot of respect for the manager, and I've played against him yeah, enough yeah. times, and we spoke about that. And he was great with me the way that he made me feel involved, although I wasn't playing as I wanted. Um, it was um, I, I was travelling to games. I was on the bench uh, a few times or several times, and towards the end of the season, and and he put me on end of the season. It was him actually that said about the testimonial when he when I said uh, to be honest uh, at the time when he told me I'd be leaving because um, I asked for the interview a few days before the last game so I knew going into the last game it was going to be my last game yeah. or official game not the testimonial but I wanted to know and uh, it was him that kind of pushed saying because I was going to say uh, I'll probably just leave the testimonial because I feel awkward I'll be a new club but I'll come back and and he said no I, I, well I'll take it personally if you don't kind of um, take us up on it so um I have said to Peter and the manager that I will take it um, that the offer of, of the testimonial and um, just waiting on confirmation hopefully it's, it's July and we can have a a good uh, good crowd a good, uh, a good day yeah um, but yeah it's as I've said in uh, earlier interviews um, that uh, you know it'd be the first result I'll look out for I yeah. wish them nothing but success and I'll look on now as a supporter I'm sure it won't be the last time that I'll be back in some capacity whether that's commentary whether that's commercial and at the moment as I said earlier coaching I don't think so but uh, but no it's a, it's a club I love and I'll, I'll, it'll always be in my heart yeah well we'll get you back on and uh, we'll discuss games yeah. in yeah, the yeah. future yeah. any that you've watched yeah how, how was it then when Ryan came in was it like a a breath of fresh air or yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people felt it was needed. I think just to give us a lift and a, and a new direction. And um, I think all, it's always interesting, isn't it? Even though I wasn't playing, I was looking from a different angle of I wonder how he'll go about. Obviously, he's had a few jobs before and have had success before he came in. Uh, obviously, at, at League One, League Two, but um, being on an upward curve, um, as we have for the main, I mean, we've sort of maybe stabilised a bit the last year or so but um, yeah I feel as though the time is now right and um, yeah it's an, it, I know he's saying new era and it's it's a new um, approach and um, and I know the fans are getting right behind it I yeah. know the, the players have bought into it I know that initially the, the feel was really good and the results and stuff are really good um, I think there's really good potential there to, to get to the next level and if they can push playoffs and, and get into that top six I think and that would be a, a fantastic season for 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 the new staff for the for the lads for the club because yeah. uh, that's where we want to aim to get to and uh, I think he'll drive the standards too to be honest yeah who's your best sent that partner from your time uh, I'll probably have to say Dave or closest friend fellow Cumbrian uh, yeah uh, just worked together well under Alex Neal I think he always said we had a good balance I did the dirty work and Dave all had this pace and, yeah. and good on the ball right, uh, I kept it simple well. and yeah left footed good balance uh, yeah he was like a Rolls Royce really he played in third gear really uh, <laughs> rarely had to get to fight the, the fifth gear but uh, yeah great lad and um, bounced off each other well yeah. I would go tight he would sweep behind me um, I would win the headers he would sweep behind me yeah it just um, it worked well he would start attacks he, he'd play out from the back and yeah. good balance I, although yeah I'll get on to special mentions of other players that if, we, <laughs> if we're going five aside yeah. I know we touched on it before but what if you were to put it down to one 
thing, one moment, what what would you say your favourite memory is from your time? What, one moment, probably um, Wembley. Yeah, uh, the, the goal, the goal at Wembley. Uh, but and, and, I, the, and I, the aimless run, where you think? Yeah, just just keep running. <laughs> don't know what you're doing. Yeah, a bit, bit embarrassing looking back now. But uh, yeah, um, I'll probably have to say that one. I would say, yeah. or, or, or the Gilligan, because that's kind of when things turned. Not that I wasn't doing well. I felt before that it was more I wasn't getting the opportunity, and I was able to prove that season. But and that. Yeah, maybe the Gillingham goal, but or, or the Wembley goal because they were key in my yeah. sort of uh, turning it round. But then I kind of prided myself on uh, turning it round and proving people wrong, or not not so much fans, but like managers wrong, or yeah, because you doubt you. But it's just a little bit like disappointed this year that I didn't get like an opportunity or a run of games. But I get that that's football. He's got young younger lads. He's got. Um, players that have been playing, I haven't been playing, and he's probably coming and thought, "Well, he hasn't played for so long," and you know. But I, I, I'm quite able to not play for so long, keep myself right, play the reserve games, do bits at home, stay professional, you know. Uh, don't drink, watch what I eat, um, to prolong my career yeah. and to give myself best chance of being ready when called upon. But obviously, he he won't know my history of that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's football. But yeah, it is a little bit disappointing. But I get. It as well um, I can see both sides so. so I think over the 10 years there's been a few opportunities aren't there where you could have left or yeah. managers have tried to get you out on loan or get you a move to another club or whatever and yeah. you've obviously you've you've stuck around and it, it's worked out and you've had the you've had the time at the club Yeah. was that something that you've always I know you just said it then proving people wrong that yeah. you've always thought do you know what no I'm going to try and give myself the best opportunity yeah well it's where I wanted to be as I said uh, the football club was like a home and location wise it worked um, I was in, totally invested in staying there as long as I could I gave yeah. everything and I say this year yeah, training any anything my stats were always one of the highest for um, any defenders um, I'll be one of the highest in distance covered in training in getting in games that I've played um, so yeah I think just yeah it's never nice when people say oh like because people that's natural in football when you're not playing you think oh he's past it he's, he's rubbish and like, I, I never agree with that because I think just because someone isn't getting an opportunity it's opinions isn't it so you'd back yourself which I always would um, going into with a new manager or whatever to, to eventually win them round but um yeah, it, it did hurt and it did upset me at the time or when saying you could leave or move on. Um, and yeah, I've had opportunities when I was 30, when Alex Neil he, uh, he helped me with my contract. I had opportunities to go to Bristol City, to QPR, a um, couple of other championship clubs at the time. And I ended up signing three years at 30 at Preston, which I could have took more money at these other clubs. Yeah. But... I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave Preston. Like so, I said, you were fully invested, and it, and it was pretty much a case of Alex, Alex Neil was like sat me down and he was like, right, where are we at? Because we're going back and forward with um, the chairman and and, uh, and negotiating, and he was pretty much like, where where are we at? What does it need to be at? And and sort of what do you want? And he came back the next day and it was pretty much sorted. Which he was good like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't greedy. I wasn't wanting ridiculous. I was just wanting what I thought at the time was fair because at the other clubs could have got more money. Yeah. But it works both ways because they were loyal to me and I felt as though like I was loyal when yeah, I could have went to lesser clubs, but I could have also went to a few bigger clubs, but yeah. I didn't want to leave the football club and I'd, I'd had a good spell, felt at home and it and it it was a cl- it was a club that as I said earlier like you'd become 
a big part of um, you become like a fan it, it yeah. means a bit more so um, and then as the years tick on you start looking towards that 10 years and you think yeah I'd love Could to do I? that and really like, I was looking at 400 games at one point yeah. but obviously it didn't there's only so many have done the 400 isn't it well so I think you're the 26 to right. to get yeah. 300 yeah. which I would is, have loved to have done 350 it's, a, it's a small small club anyway yeah, so yeah. to be part of yeah. that is I mean, well, it was special a bit, isn't it it was a bit like emotional really I mean the lads as I said earlier they were well oiled at uh, Manchester when we had the end of season due but I, like, I was saying to Brownie and DJ obviously I'll see them again but I think they're the only two still playing from the Wembley Yeah, am, am I right in saying that I know Gally's on the staff but um, how's he been Gally yeah, I mean, it's different now, isn't it? So, like, he's on the coaching side, yeah. so um, we don't see as much, or hear, definitely don't hear as much. Yeah. Like, you used to hear him laughing and joking, like, winding people up. Still the odd time, but, like, he's got his coach's head on now, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's in the separate building to the right. players, so you kind of know, it, it was a little bit different uh, this this season, and end of last season, when he stepped into that role. But I think, eventually, once, like, it is different when you've played with someone and you've been, like, Close someone and then yeah that. and then it's like they go across the the line and it's like you've got like you've got changes the yeah, I mean, yeah. Done it. and like he's priority is sort of the staff rather yeah. than the players like he's uh, yeah that's his team rather than that you work together don't get us wrong but yeah I think over the years he'll get better and better I yeah, mean, yeah. he's 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 had already a couple he's worked under a lot of managers uh, playing and and gone into uh, coaching now so. Um, but he was always very switched on as a player, like like very he could uh, flip the switch in in a game. Technically, he was very good, and he could uh, adapt because he was never one that was very quick. Or maybe he was when he was younger, he had a bit of pace, but he adapted um, his game, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's enjoying it, and um, I think eventually, the more experience you get, the more hands on he'll get. Yeah. Because like. Obviously, you build up, you build your experience. Started with watching. the 16s, then, yeah. he, then he's gone yeah. into the first team. Yeah, and... so um, I think, as as anything, with, with time, you get, you yeah. get better, don't you? Yes. But no, um enjoyed my time there with him. It was just, yeah, it was just different. But that's how it is, isn't yeah. it, like, as a coach? Have you got any regrets from your time at the club? Regrets? Uh, no, I don't think so, because... Um, I loved every minute, so like, I, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe some games that you've played absolutely shite in, and you just like tend to put them to the back of your yeah, mind. Yeah, like, like I mean, the majority have been been good. Um, no, not no regrets. I don't think. Um, like, I can't really. What, what could I say? I regret? Like, when you spend a decade, at, uh, yeah, like place. I'm not regretting anything. No, I don't. No, I don't think there is. I think just. Maybe, I don't know if it's a regret, but not making the playoffs that when we got beat off Derby and we missed a penalty and I missed a, like a great chance over yeah. the bar and, and probably Maxi should have saved the free kick and like sure. we definitely should have won. That would have been his yeah. in. And then who knows? But I wouldn't say, yeah, maybe that's a regret. Yeah. Or like, yeah, the odd point that we lost at like Fulham. You know, like when we, when we lost at Fulham. Or like, then. it's like, do you know like them sort of games yeah, yeah. Um, those those moments where you look yeah, back and those go moments, if, it, yeah. if it had gone the other yeah. way then. and I know I know like the lads and Alex and that, uh, I'll remember um, the same as me it was like it's, it's margin it? but um, but yeah I'd probably say that if if, that, if you can count that as a yeah. regret because I felt as though if we got in there then who knows I think if we'd have got there and yeah. I've said it before I'd have backed us yeah the way we were playing and we finished that season well yeah. I think we won four out of the last five and drew the other one we beat yeah. Sheffield away killed them off 
beat Burton at home the last season. I know like we had man sent off, but like they needed to stay up. They went down, didn't give, they? Uh, Scored late on. I give Bill a bit of bit of stick for that. Yeah, he's he's dive, he? yeah, yeah, he loves a dive. Him, <laughs> uh, good lad, Bill. No, I speak to him like quite a bit. Uh, yeah, um, just unfortunate like with, with injuries or because yeah. like to play against. Yeah, his feet were lost times with him out of nutmegs he gives us but I often just give him a hand to the neck or something and he ends up on the floor <laughs> and he's like so I think he stopped doing it after a while yeah, but, uh, yeah. who was the best player you played with? Uh, at Preston I would probably say it's hard because like, I would think of the defender like Ben Davis. Yeah. but I think overall I'd probably say Piro really? yeah I think so just like I don't think people realised how good, good he was people just thought he was really quick and he broke up play on the ball like unbelievable yeah, yeah. and like he had a right ping in him as well yeah he, on the ball he was like so good you could give him the ball and as I said earlier he'll start an attack yeah. he'll also scamper across and he doesn't Sweet even ball. he'll just as soon as he puts his head down you don't even need to tell him right shoulder he'll just get there and break yeah. up an attack and it's just Only like, like 10, 15, 20 yards he was rapid yeah on it. rapid I know people look at Barky and go yeah he's, yeah. he's lightning yeah. but yeah no, and, and I'd say yeah, even Davo but, but over then a shorter did, distance I would say just Piro because he had a bit of, bit of everything like he, he could tackle I know he got sent off a lot he got a bit, bit better as he got on but he got a bit more experienced a bit older but um, yeah he was rapid he was good on the ball he yeah, read the game uh, yeah and he just played with a bit of passion yeah. and like he had a bit of bit of a not a swag about him he just had a he, he believed in himself yeah. like he had a bit of a confidence and it's no surprise that he's gone to a top club I know he hasn't played as much but for me he could play at the top no problem yeah and and but then Davo also very quick gifted um, on the ball uh, reads the game well good in the air Galley technically Galley the, 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 the best but like I would just say Piro Aiden McGeady like, Aiden McGeady um, what would I say I'd say gifted yeah, uh, technically, but as a defender, I fell for Greg because that season we just kind of let him do what he wanted, and Greg was always two v one, so Greg would be like arms in the air, like cheers. <laughs> so he'd be getting like peppered, but when he got the ball, he'd do something. He scored yeah, yeah. like his goals and assists were brilliant, but just in terms of like a team player, what he gave to the team. Not that he was he was very good for that season, but I think there's different sides to the game, isn't there? But I would probably say overall. I would say Piro, yeah, and like liked him as a lad as well, and um, I, I just felt like he, I, I feel still, I still feel the same now. If he doesn't get to the top, I'll feel as though he's underachieved. Yeah. but that's just how, through having worked with him. Um, probably say the same about Davo, but it's just how much um, and a bit of luck, how much they want it, and how much they sort of like they live right and um, apply themselves because I think that the ability and everything else is there. Is there, yeah. Um, have you got any overriding memories anything that sticks with you that you'll remember fondly or funny memories that stick with you from your 10 years well, yeah. anything that you can share funny memories uh, just anything that you look back fondly on that, fondly. that sort of yeah, sums like up your, it really, your 10 you years can, you can kind of look back and just think like laugh about a lot of the stuff that happened like some of the stuff what we were doing like at the start and um Nothing like in particular. Like I mentioned, the boxing um, became quite good at it. Like I remember, Lee Holmes came in and he was like so wide, <laughs> just cracking it through, <laughs> and his nose was all over the front. And they would all take the mick out of me. Ah, oh, you're in the you're in the boxing gym, and they'd do like a ring, um, and I had to like barge my way out, like keep my 
my stance kind of in the middle. Uh, we used to do body pump uh, twice a week at Deepdale in the away gym and the gaffer grandmaster would have the music on the 80s classics he used to be a dj didn't he did he yeah he I didn't was, know yeah, that. Yeah, that doesn't it, it yeah. doesn't surprise but me like i remember dave or like first having come up and uh like he was struggling like there was like a bar and like weights on the end and like he was like if ben drops this we're uh we're going again like you'd have to so, like he would say to you you'd have to go one to twenty one two three for like different exercises yeah. like Dave always struggling I just remember I'm like, go on Dave oh, go on Dave <laughs> and he's like not the strongest lad but uh, he'd just come up to the first team oh and I mean it's funny because I mean he might not remember it but Dave or one of his first games the, the Grandmaster's last, last game actually which yeah. you can, I mean it's still funny even though what happened I mean after the game you know manager lost his job I don't mean it like that I just mean Dave was like just come up to the team. I mean, I mentioned Dave a lot here, but he's coming from the warm up and the music's on. Like a lot of teams like to have the music on, and then the manager will have his speech, and then they'll have the music back on. And then I've come in, and like there's like music's on, and Dave on the manager, and having a dance off in the dressing room. <laughs> he's like, "Come, Dave, <laughs> what have you got, son? What have you got?" <laughs> Oh, and like all the time, like I think it was just trying to relax the mood because we were on a, like a shit run. Yeah. It was like, and it, it didn't help. We went one nil up after about an hour, yeah. and like we ended up collapsing, and losing. But um, it was just like, yeah, just like, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, um, I mean, I could go on forever. I'm trying to wrap my brain now, but like, yeah, I can look back on the majority of seasons and like games in seasons or the the 2015 season, like 14, 15, the promotion and. Um, even the first few served a purpose, didn't yeah. they? We were trying and trying to get there, and then eventually we did get there, and then we've kicked on, and then it's yeah. just, I think it's natural that people, like the fans and everyone involved, myself included, want the next, but you've got to earn the right, haven't you? I mean, you see teams come down with these parachute payments, which is a bit an unfair advantage, really. It's what you're up against. Yeah. These guys on 40, 50, 60 grand a week, and it's like, I know you, that's, that doesn't earn your points, but... I mean, probably helps putting some generally the more you pay the better quality yeah. you get yeah so especially yeah. the top end of the pitch I yeah. know like Alex always said that like if we could improve the top end of the pitch that's what wins your games not mm. that the keepers and defenders don't but um, yeah I, I mean just fell a little bit short but yeah fondly of it all really yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. last one then five side five side so my mate texted me last night Steve and he said and I said I was coming. To, you're coming to meet me. I'm coming, coming up to my house, and uh, and and he said he'll ask you five aside team. So, uh, and I mean he kind of went with it. So I would go in goal. It, I'm not including myself in it. Can you I do can't, that? Well, you can't no, do it. No, no, there's too many. There's too many. I don't. I don't think anyone has yet. No. So you no, would be good, the first. No, no. Uh, Pickford in goals. Yeah. Just he was on loan for a season. I mean, he had a bit of everything. Great with his feet. He had. A, he, he was really. It, it almost seemed like I've got the same agent as Jordan, but he didn't give a shit, and he was just like fearless. I mean, he was young. And that, and he, he comes do you think crosses. that helped it? Yeah, I think like he was so casual, just like keep eyes. And the amount of crosses he came when you're like grappling with a striker, and he'd just be like pluck it out of the air, yeah. take it down. He kick, kick it, kick it nearly to their box. Um, I always remember. So I would say him in goal. He, he saved us a match. So, so many points what was well. what was he like as a lad like, was he just a bit of a nutter yeah yeah like just like a chav like do you know like <laughs> just like he loved the rave get the rave yeah. on, I always used to say that like he was quite quiet he used to travel in with Richie quite a bit from North East and yeah. 
Um, yeah, good lad. Like, not the brightest, but like, good Any, Anyone did. pull him up on that uh, Snapchat picture that did the rounds after he'd had a train that short back and stomping? No, no. He likes his boxing. I know he's mates with Eddie Hearn. He's always on oh, the front row, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He always, he's always at the boxing. And uh, I know he's had a few scrapes in some room recently. He's obviously in the wrong establishments. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes it. He likes the night out, but I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah good lad. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Brentford away. So we've played Brentford at Griffin Park, and we've got a free kick, and we're getting battered. We got beat two one, I think. And like they were, and that makes it sound quite close. But it was under Simon Grayson, and he's tried to score. Like he's tried to shoot. He can kick it far, so he's like he's tried to shoot. And I remember coming in, and we got beat two one, and like. It's quite good to get, like it wasn't good to get a two one, but he like the way the game went, it could have easily been four, five or six. Yeah. And there was only so a did, few we games did get like beat that. Five nil by Renford once under Simon, didn't we? Yeah. So me and Piero were sat in the stand. Yeah. And then we got back in at Bournemouth in the cup and yeah. then we eventually started That's playing when, a bit. Because Piero didn't really play much. No, and then, yeah, then a few, us, yeah, few of us got a chance after that. But um yeah, no, we, we weren't involved in that. But this was another season and he's trying to score, yeah. And it's like Grayson's coming I forgot about it to be honest like, it's just booted the ball away we've been under the cosh for like the last 30 minutes second half and the keeper's just like on the 6 yard box or the 18 yard box just like caught it and he's like and you what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and I just I just remembered it it's just pretty random but like yeah tried to score from 90 yards or whatever like, <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah you right gaffer you right gaffer <laughs> And I was just like sat there, like it's just I don't know, I just, just summed him up. Like that, yeah, just there, but yeah, top keeper. And um, I know, like he gets a bit of stick with Everton and that, but for England, he's been class. I mean, he was good for us anyway yeah. for a season. Um, defenders, I've gone Davo, like ball playing, like Rolls Royce really. Um, I hope he goes back one day to Preston. Like I, I don't know where he'll go on loan next season. Doesn't know yet, but. Um, if he does, I, I presume he will. Uh, yeah, ball playing left foot, reads the game quick. Decent in the air for his size, not massive, but like, doesn't get bullied. Um, yeah. And yeah, complimented me well, so I'd go with him. Piero spoke about, yeah. I've put him in the middle. I've got um, Galli alongside, technical, yeah, delivery, yeah. free kicks, whatever. Um, and I've got, I, I, I wasn't sure who, and I'll go on to me special mentions at the end, but I've went Garns, because yeah. I was with him longer than Bex. Bex obviously had a great effect for that season that we got promoted, and he's a legend like yeah. for what he gave us goals-wise. But I've gone Garns because he was together with us for a while, and he was always a nuisance to play against. Yeah. He always tried to leave his arm on you and stuff. And, and I mean, I always remember that in the corner spot at Wembley, and he's like cheering the free. <laughs> was it was a throw-in or something? And I was yeah, just like, yeah, keep that there, son. He won a corner, didn't he? After? Yeah, no, I, he was blasting it off. I mean, he kept the ball in that corner. I was like, yes, just you keep doing that. Yeah. Fist pump to yeah, the crowd. Yeah. Um, and then, special mention, so that's me five. It's five, isn't it? Garns, Gary, Piro, Pickford. And then I've gone special mentions for, obviously, Bex for his goals for what he did that season Clarkey because he's a top guy and a top captain yeah. great leader played loads with him I played at England youth with him right. we used to room together so we've known each other yeah, for yeah. years Bailey Wright loved playing with him as well um, and then I've gone Welshy obviously yeah. for, for what he did um, Sam Johnston was, was good um, but only really there half a season and then one month the following season yeah. he was very good at um 
punching, coming for crosses. Um, obviously, big save semi-final in the playoffs. Quiet lad, but gone on to do obviously well. Um, Greg, first time round when he first came, yeah. got his move to Cardiff. I played left side a lot, centre half, and I'd just give him the ball, and he just start attacks, drive inside, down the line, the overlap. Uh, I know he's seen more as like a left wing back now, but uh, for for the system but... and and to get him on a free as well. Yeah, I mean he 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 was a like when it, the first time round he was and top lad and like yeah. really enjoyed playing with him. Brownie and DJ obviously haven't played with them loads, um, and then being the last, that's what I had um, say, like saved on me for and like question that the last two lads from the promotion winning yeah. team, which is kind of. Sad in a way, but it time moves on, doesn't it? Football doesn't, um, and yeah, both great lads and someone like the both pair of them I'd consider mates. Like yeah. I spoke to Brownie yesterday, and um, I, I, like in football you move on, you probably only speak to one or two, but there's there's numerous people, not just players, staff, and training ground staff, and uh, people at the stadium that are still keep in touch with. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've missed anyone off there. Um, Robo Jord. Yeah, obviously, yeah, special mentions to them. They they obviously had good seasons to, to get the move, so top top players, yeah, for, for the level, for the yeah. championship. And um, Dan Iverson as well, yeah. uh, great lad, get along really well with him. Yeah. Doubtfully he'll be back, isn't nah, it, I think? He, he think so. thinks so, <clears throat> he didn't think so as well. Um, but he'll, he'll go to the top, I mean, if he, like, he's improved his feet, um, I think that was his, his big thing. Wasn't but then he has improved. His... I think if he goes, it, it keeps improving. Yeah, he will get still to the top. What twenty three is it? Yeah. So um, and I mean, the the loans this year we've been very lucky with because I could only really think of Reach and Pickford that had a good like that good of uh, McGeady that season. Yeah. Were they the same season. No, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, were they? Yeah. No, I think they were. Were they? Because they had a good effect. But I think we'll do well to get, you know, the same. Well, not the same. To, to get similar to like Sep, Cam and Dan yeah. on loan especially. Um, Cam, small chance perhaps if he gets loaned out. I think they want to look at him pre-season, don't they? He, he, he's yeah. squad's a manager. Yeah, I think yeah. They're, 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 he's the one they want. Yeah, because uh, I think there's been talk about the signing he's, of a striker. He's said if he's allowed to come back on loan, yeah. he'd want to come back. I mean, yeah, to, do, to have that effect, how many goals did he get? Seven or eight, I think, yeah, in about fourteen. Yeah, I mean, he could have had a few more. Well, the one against Borough on the last day, when we got the penalty, that was all but going in, and then uh, whoever it was, unballed it on the line. Oh yeah, was, it was that his shot? Was it Dale Fry? Was yeah, it? Yeah, it was quite nice to come on like at that stage. Like it was just having a, like having a laugh with your mates. Yeah. Leds put a corner in, and I did it just over the bar, and we were running back laughing our heads off. It was just like it would have been a nice few, way to sign yeah, up. Yeah, give me like last like last fifteen minutes, which I was grateful for, and um, hopefully I get to see a proper goodbye at the yeah. testimonial. But me and my family had um, like a fantastic day the last day of the season, and like yeah, I laughed, I cried. It, it was it was. I'm not that emotional really. Oh, that, at times I am, but I, I just yeah wanted to say a big thank you really for. Um, for the send off I got to the fans, yeah. to my teammates, to the staff that I've worked under because they've improved me and driven me on to to be better. The players every day have tested me, um, and I'm just hopeful for going forward the next two years. I'm hoping to play for that at least that um, you know I can uh, stay at a good level, uh, whether that's a lower championship or top end of League One. Um, 
to drive me on again yeah. and, and, and achieve something else. Yeah. Paul, thank you very much for your Cheers. time. Much appreciated.